to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual movie fan watch movies in the cinematic canon. Today's film is <laughs> The Post, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. My name is Cameron Tuttle, and I'm joined with not a casual. I'm joined with the expert, Juzo Greenwood. Juzo, how are you doing? Uh, very good. I think this movie definitely tests the <laughs> bounds of uh, cinematic canon. Yeah, de- uh, I would say a little bit. Yeah, uh, I would. I mean, Paddington Two is in there already. You know, in the cinematic. Canon. I, I think that's a little. That's more valid. But for sure. the post, I think, is going to be like. Um, it's going to be like Avanti. You know, it's like <laughs> Avanti. <laughs> How was that for a timely reference? <laughs> is that a Wilder movie? Yeah. Nobody's nobody's that you've even probably heard seen, of it. right? Yeah, I've seen Avanti. It's it's not his worst. Um better than Fedora. Uh probably better than Buddy Buddy, I would say, <laughs> but um but you know, worse than like um <laughs> worse than Sabrina. <laughs> is it worse than ki- Oh, Sabrina's Yes. Yeah, Sabrina. Oh is it worse than Kiss Me Stupid? Uh, it's probably <laughs> on the same level as Kiss Me Stupid, yeah. Okay, I've never seen that. Kiss Me Stupid is, is like not terrible, but it's it's like, you know, that's anyways. Who's talking about Wilder? I want to talk about <laughs> anyway. None of uh, I don't want to talk post. about the post. I guess is what is what I'm uh, <laughs> alluding to. <laughs> well, explain explain to the audience. You texted me the other day. You said Isaac's out of town, and you 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 gave me carte blanche. You said pick whatever you want, and out, out of the. <laughs> <laughs> multi-decade history of cinema over a hundred years i landed on steven spielberg's the post yeah which why why did you land on this I, movie i believe i can't repeat what you texted me when i said that because it <laughs> in, involves too much cursing um but um the post i i thought is m- kind of one of his most interesting movies to talk about because there are so many spielberg movies we could talk about where we would just be like this is great and let me just list all the reasons this is great but the post is a movie i mean i when i saw it in 2018 i think i i was like this is his worst film he's made and at least in my lifetime maybe i guess does lost world count because i think it came out the year we were born but certainly since 97 yeah it's really, I mean, really, I would say the only bad movie. I mean, I'm in the kind of the camp. I think Crystal Skull isn't that bad. I'm not sure where you stand on that. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen I thought it, it since kinda... it came out, so I, I really couldn't say. It's not good, but I, th- I thought it was okay. But the post, I just think, is, is a fascinating, it's like an autopsy. <laughs> um, looking at it and seeing, I just remembered it as like, there's so much in it that's really commendable and then stuff that's like really doesn't work yeah and it's sort of i thought it'd be more interesting to parse out something like that and see where a, a brilliant filmmaker um fails rather than just you know talk about oh schindler's list oh it's amazing i mean everyone <laughs> knows it's amazing and we don't need to there's so many great spielberg i'm sure and we've talked about some of them yeah that's on this show, that is but. true and there are some spielberg swings and misses you know he's someone who i think has just like an un like almost unbeatable talent for like pulling together um, a story and pulling together sort of a vibrant way of like um, filmically showing things and uh, b- being so energetic with his filmmaking. Um, but there are some, mm-hmm. there's some not so good uh, Spielberg movies. And I definitely think this is like, this is one of them for sure. <laughs> 
I don't. Well, I mean, he he's made a few bad movies. I wouldn't say they're that. No, no, no. Because I think, but there's a handful. There's a handful of. I mean, he has a. You even like one of them, don't you? Hook. Yeah, yeah that hook is horrible. That's a, a childhood, uh, you know, kind of oh, okay. rose-colored glasses, glasses okay. uh, <laughs> look. Okay. But um, but enough. I mean, I I think you know, out of his filmography, well, first of all, it's it's. It's important to mention that Spielberg, out of almost anybody, you know, even like Scorsese, he makes what, like one movie every three or four years. But Spielberg, like, will come out with, you know, several, sometimes several movies a year. Um, and uh, he just has like an impressive. Sometimes, too. Yeah, he's in a number of doubles. He, he just yeah. has an impressive volume of of film you know his film catalog so and i think all of the you know the film school brats he's probably the most um extensive i can't really think of anybody else who's made the amount of movies that he has um from that from that generation um yeah definitely more than scorsese or coppola for sure obviously more than lucas but um i think yeah, this movie came in a period where he was doing a movie every like there's Bridge of Spies one year, BFG, eh, then The Post, and then Ready Player One, and then there's kind of a gap, but that was partly because of COVID before uh, West Side Story came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he made Schindler's List in Jurassic Park the same year. <laughs> I mean, like th- that's insane. I mean, like I don't that's that's I don't know. I can't even fathom that. Also, Minority Report and Catch Me If You Can. Um, it's it's crazy how he's done those double headers. Um, but yeah, I remember this movie. Are we just going to get into the movie? Well, or was there anything well, else you wanted first, to cover? Well, um, first, I think we should probably talk a little bit about what... I mean, You have you been watching anything interesting or important? Um, I mean, I've been watching a number of things, but... Uh, for me, the only thing I, is I, Nope, uh, which we talked about last week. That I, But um, yeah. I've been like... Best thing I've watched in a while. I've been not, uh, <laughs> not watching anything, so... I've been watching some stuff for the film club, like... Um, that was pretty good. Like uh, Ides of March, George Clooney's movie. And I really like the Rocketeer. Mm. Do we talk yeah, about that? Yeah, a little bit. I, the, yeah. yeah, that's a, just a fun, really well-made superhero movie from the 90s. Um, I saw Casablanca at the Stanford Theater, oh. which um, I don't know if I gave the plug on the show, but the Stanford Theater is like the most beautiful theater I've ever been yeah. to. And um, they only show old movies on 35 millimeter, like everything's before 1965 um, and super low prices, too. And I, yeah, just a great we're not paid for by the Stanford Theater, but I've been, but I've we been could be. mentioning <laughs> to everyone because it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an amazing place. Uh, and of course, Casablanca, that, that was kind of where I I let go of any of the mixed feelings I had about Casablanca, mm. because I think partly that movie. I think it's just I didn't understand the plot. Like there's certain like convoluted things in yeah. it, or like I didn't understand what the the letters of transit were. And I think watching it now, I had seen it uh, two or three times, so I know the story. So I'm just watching it as like I don't I don't I'm not figuring anything out. I'm just watching it, and I, you know on the big screen, I'm like, oh yeah, I get it now. Like I yeah. get why this is. Well, I think like so many people's favorite. Movie. I think it's a little interesting because. That's a movie, obviously you don't need the sort of historical context, but it's very clear that that movie was made um, during World War II for an audience who was experiencing World War II. Um, And, you know, so there's a lot of things that go on that are sort of, um, 
just parts of the everyday life that maybe if it was a movie nowadays, you know, you'd have to explain a little bit, uh, you know, something like, uh, uh, you know, bringing it back to the post a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, like the, you know, this movie has sequences of, uh, you know, of Vietnam, you know, it opens with sort of a sequence of Vietnam. It opens, uh, there's s- post, some yeah. sequences of protesting and things like that to sort of, uh, bridge the gap mm-hmm. from you know uh, seventy one to uh, to twenty seventeen basically, um, but Casablanca is mm-hmm. made in nineteen forty two. Well, you know, shot in forty one, but released in nineteen forty two. It is like mm-hmm. four, um, f- you know, f- like four soldiers and for an audience an that's audi- like experiencing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's a lot of that thing. A lot of that is very um brushed over because it doesn't need to be really talked about and so i think i do think for a modern audience there's there's a little bit of barrier in that way um but yes yeah, so like you know when i saw the movie as a you know as a kid or whatever like i definitely didn't understand that and like now i mean you watch the scene i mean obviously that scene where they'll all sing La Marseillaise is like one of the greatest things I've ever seen on. I mean, it's so moving. People were like clapping and like you could hear people like crying in the theater when that happened. And of course, the whole movie kind of you feel it feels like it's is a, just a response to the war in the in like the whole themes of like sort of like um, putting aside uh, some of your own life for the greater good. I mean, that's sort of at the center of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, look, this is not this is not a hot take or anything, but <laughs> I just want to say it was a wonderful experience. I went with some of my guys and and uh, we had a great time. Yeah. Um, awesome. I don't know. I think that's about all I, I could recommend. Cool. Well, let's just jump into the post then because uh, I don't I don't have anything else. Um, but uh, yeah, this is well, I guess I'll do my uh, my shilling yes. first. This is Cinema oh, Spectator. Do a little plug. Yeah, sure. um, you could support us at patreon.com slash ECSF productions. Um, and you can get access to sometimes bonus content uh, for only a dollar. This month, we're trying to pull together a nope review, so I think that'll be good. Um, if you don't have dollars, oh. it's fine. We would love a rating on iTunes um, and tell friends and family. That is how the show grows. All righty, let's get into the post. So this this is sort of an interesting. We we both saw this movie. I don't think you saw it in the theater, right? But we both saw it kind of when it came out, right? Uh, I don't remember. Did you force me to go to the theater? Um. No, no, I didn't see it with you. But I saw I saw it like opening. Night. I was so pumped for this movie. <laughs> I could not tell you how excited I it had. If you look up the trailer, the trailer of this movie is great. Uh, obviously, it's got these great cast in it, and and it's Spielberg. Um, and it kind of felt like it was in the mode of Bridge of Spies because, you know, Hanks is in it. It's kind of like civics lesson history, Spielberg. Um, and I remember seeing it with my family. And and I think I remember they walked out. They were kind of like, oh, that was pretty good. Right? That was good. We enjoyed it. And I was like, was it? Was it good? <laughs> and, and it's funny because I feel like as time has gone on, it's now it's that's the consensus opinion. And I think even my brother he admits that he like didn't really like it at the time and he just was sort of you know still processing it he's not he's not going to admit that i changed his opinion about it uh, which i don't think i did but the whole movie um definitely i mean it's kind of like one of the go-to most mocked movies of the last few years at, at least in my friend group and household you know up there with little women or uh 
It's mainly Little Women, isn't it? What's what's the other one? There's another one I really don't. Well, like, I, I don't I, I don't hate Little Women. I think Little Women is is not too bad. But yeah, you are you are deeply yeah. against. Uh, you're very misogynistic because you hate you hate women in oh, that oh, movie. Geez. Okay, we don't need to bring that. <laughs> Jesus, we don't need to bring that into it. Um, that's uh, that's not the case, and I very much like. Uh, Greta. In fact, I've been thinking a lot about Greta Gerwig's the end of her first movie, Lady Bird, which I, I it's not, we're not going to spoil it, but I, I that Lady Bird is a wonderful movie. Um, you saw it with? Did you just watch it with Kiana back? Uh, Lady Bird. Around? No, no, no. The post. Oh, um, no, I don't think we watched it together. I think I think I watched it on my own. Um, I think you. Uh, I have a distinct memory of we. Yeah, I like told you to see it's maybe around Oscars because yeah. it got nominated for a few. It's nominated for best yeah, picture. Yeah, it was probably and, an Oscar situation. Um, in a very very good year for Oscars, actually. Every other movie is pretty. You look at that line. Actually, it's, it is the Lady Bird mm-hmm. year, and that was the the Get Out, Three Billboards, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, yeah. Calling by Your Name. Like pretty pretty even Shape of Water, which is pretty. That's a pretty good movie. Phantom Thread. Um, and this was kind of like the odd man out. We were like this thing, like this has no business being here. This is just because it's Spielberg, you know. Um, yeah. T- well, t- tell tell remind me of your reaction at the time. It was well, like- I I was kind of, I went in kind of skeptical. Um, you know, I I wasn't a huge fan of Bridges Size, but to be fair, I didn't really watch it in the best uh, circumstances. Um, I think I watched it on like an iPad in a cafe or something. So like, you know, it was, um, it was not like the, (laughs) you know, the greatest cinematic viewing experience, but, um, yeah, I remember not being, you know, a huge fan of, of Bridge of Spies. Um, and this, you know, it came out. Not being a big, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, you weren't a big fan of Bridge of Spies? Yeah, I wasn't. (laughs) Really? Yeah, you remember that. I was like, eh, it's I I just remember you saying it was you thought I overrated it. Oh, Bridges. Okay. Well, I'm just for the record <laughs> audience. Bridges Spies is a great film, and Cameron is definitely has a bad take about that. Well, but I don't. I don't think go it's on. bad. I just. I just kind of you know was meh about it. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, it's okay. It's but okay. you know this this movie came out, and I I remember you were so excited about it, um, and then you saw it, and you're like. Cameron, you have to see this. And I was I couldn't tell if it was like a bad have to see this or a good have to see this, you know? Um and it probably was around Oscar's time when I uh finally mustered up the courage. Um and I just remember because uh, for one, you know, it's not some it's not like look, it's not the most riveting topic of of a film uh, that could ever be you know and even even uh, all the president's men you know um as great of a movie as that is um you know you go into that movie being like okay it's gonna be kind of a stuffy boring uh you know workplace drama essentially you know so so going into mm-hmm. it i wasn't mm-hmm. really that uh you know that that excited about it just based on sort of the the premise and everything um but what I found was really enjoying like probably t- 25% of the movie. I'm like really enjoying um, 25% of the movie and then being very ambivalent about like 50% and hating 25% of the movie, you know? So it has like these such, such polarizing um, elements to it where I'm like, you know, there are some moments where I, <laughs> I think I, 
you know, even in the second viewing, I literally just like rolled my eyes into my face, you know, <laughs> like it just there's there's moments like that where it's where it's like uh, unbelievably um I would just say like self-congratulatory a little bit. Um like it's it's I don't know. Uh-huh. There's something there's something about uh-huh. it that um for one, I think the attitude uh well, okay. Um can I just say and this is something that I only realized watching it this time. Um almost okay. every character, especially the people who you're, you know, supposed to be rooting for, every character is like the most unlikable um, type of person that could ever be portrayed. It it really is. Like if you were making, I don't know if I agree if about you were that. Making this as like a comedy, like everybody would be, um, you know, almost the same in their attributes, except like a little bit more heightened. You know, everybody's like the kind uh-huh. of kind of at the edge of, like, almost to the limit of your, you know, of normal acceptability. And I think just like even mm. attitude wise, um. Like I think Bob Odenkirk is is probably the best um, character in the movie. I was gonna say he's not. No, super no, he's unlikable. well, and he's my he's my favorite part of the movie too. Like his yeah. his whole section, um, you know, getting the documents and you know flying on the plane and tracking the guy down and like all of that stuff is is super interesting. Um, and yeah, his character is very grounded and down to to earth. And I would say like all maybe all of the general reporters um are are great but everybody who's sort of like a uh top brass um in at the post at the new york times that you that you see you thought about you thought about hanks too yeah a little bit not as much as not as much as meryl streep and we'll get into her but um but yeah Uh a little bit and and like and then you know mcnamara i mean obviously he's kind of supposed to be a villain in some ways but he's like the most (laughs) Yeah. Like, hoity-toity person and like everybody everybody is kind of like the comically um it's like a parody of like a a, a new york liberal elite it is like it's like what you would expect you know and every every you know they're all having dinner parties and the, you know it's just like this is the worst it, oh, it, sure. it feels like what um what Kubrick was making fun of in uh, in Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, Eyes Wide know? Shut. Like that's that's the feeling that I <laughs> okay. that I get. Um, except it's it's like sincere, you know. Um, like these are our these are I, well, our heroes, okay 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 but, um... <laughs> okay okay hold on hold on. okay well let's let's okay let's 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 backtrack just a little. Yeah. First of all, let's for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, we should actually just explain a little just the brief synopsis. It's about. The Pentagon Papers, the the was it nineteen early seventies, where basically it, the it, it leaked. Yeah, they were they were the Washington Post was uh, building this story about um, basically this study that was, um, I guess, sort of showing the, um, the the government had been lying about the Vietnam War yeah. uh, over a number of presidencies actually, um, and basically it. Uh, Covers covers that process from Meryl Streep at the top level as the owner of the the Washington Post, I guess, to the you know um, Tom Hanks, who's I guess the editor, Ben Bradley, yeah. and um, Bob Odenkirk, who's a reporter. All the reporters doing their work. Um, and what was the other thing I wanted to say? Oh, it was it was also a very at the time a very um, 
how should I put this without sounding like rude? It it was like like they they sort of put this movie out as a direct response to all the sort of stuff with Trump and the press and all. Yeah. There's this whole sense at the time that was the first year of yeah first year of Trump's presidency where he was like talking about like the fake news and he was like like dissing the media. Um, which is funny. It sound, at the time, it, it, it's like, oh, it seemed more scary. And now it seems more kind of like a rap battle or something. <laughs> like it's it's a little yeah. bit, you know, uh, I don't know. There's certain elements of Trump that just are a little bit funnier in retrospect. But um, but no, but for a lot of people, it, it was, you know, there's a concerning aspect of, of the... Uh, um, press freedoms and, you know, everything. Like yeah, that. yeah, freedom of the yeah. press and that sort of thing. And so this movie, Spielberg... He took it was like a first time screenwriter, uh, or, or it was her first screenplay. I think I think he he had one of the writers of the Spotlight also work on it, and he like he did like a Clint Eastwood production. Like he shot it in yeah, May, yeah. he finished it in July or whatever. I mean, it was crazy, and he did it in the midst of doing the post on Ready Player One because that film had such a you know a lot of like CGI and stuff. He basically was like, I got to get this movie out here and got to have it as this response. So I think. That also informed the way probably both of us were watching at the time, which was as sort of a piece, a little bit of like a piece of like uh, agitprop or kind of yeah, like trying yeah. to like get people to like be inspired by the free press. And I think, well, this leads me to <laughs> my feelings about the movie this time, which I cannot, I have to say, are as surprising to me as they will be to you, which is that I really like the movie. <laughs> And this is not like I did not That's pick so this movie funny. expecting that to happen. I picked the movie because I didn't like yeah. it and because it's like a notable thing. And then so I'm watching the movie and I'm going, hi, hey, this is pretty good. You know, and I'm like, it's the whole movie. I'm going like, oh, what, the other shoe's going to drop. You know, just wait for it to drop. <laughs> and it's just like other. there's a few. I'm I'm not saying it's a great movie. I'd say it's barely a good movie. And there are definitely some uh, there's a few bad scenes. There's I'm not like, going to yeah, say there are but bad scenes, but. I thought it was like very enjoyable and fun and kind of zippy yeah. and I I was like delighted by it and, and I was <laughs> I mean I don't know I think a big part of it probably was the difference between watching it divorced from it being like oh it's a it's a big like Spielberg trying to make a political statement and just watching it as an entertaining journalism thriller and also watching it alone in my house rather than I mean, the Grand Lake is like the best place to watch a movie, but the one time it's not is when it's a movie where it's trying to be like inspirational. With the claplaws, you know, the, everybody cheers. Yeah, yeah, where people people are like, yeah, people are like like clapping when because I remember when there are certain moments like where Meryl Streep she's like I'm talking to Mr. Yeah, Bradley yeah. now, and everyone in the audience was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, hide under my seat, you know, it was embarrassment. Um, you know, and there's so many things like that that felt like, and also just like when, when they're talking about the freedom of the press, it makes it feel very obvious, but I feel like that the audience reaction actually, it's like it, it hurt the movie because watching outside of that, I'm like, I mean, it's kind of corny, but it's no more corny than like, you know, like Mr. Smith goes to Washington or like, um, I don't know any any you know, like classic journalism movies, especially like old Hollywood movies. Um, and I think the other reason is that I feel differently about Meryl Streep. I didn't like Meryl Streep at the time. I was not a fan of Meryl Streep, and now I'm like number one Meryl Streep. Like I, this is now post Mamma Mia 
and let them all talk and bridges in Madison County. And so now I'm watching her and I'm like, oh, look at Meryl Streep. What a ham, you know, <laughs> instead of like, wow, this is a really over the top <laughs> performance. You're just like, you're like, I'm like enjoying the corniness of it. Um, so I'm not going to say this is, you know, one of his signature achievements by any stretch, but um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm sort of, you know, sad to say it because it might've been a more interesting uh, dissection for me to be like, this sucks. And this, you know, Spielberg's messing <laughs> up, but I don't know. I, I thought it was fun. Yeah. That's, that's kind of interesting. I, I think I liked it better than um, the first time I watched it too. Only mildly though, because I think, I think you're right that there are, um, there is a fluidity to the movie and sort of an energy to the movie that makes it feel interesting i think it really does grind to a halt in like probably three or four scenes um that i think are are really Mm -hmm. just like either either really not very interesting um or very much the uh you know the yes um you know clapping uh, please applause. Yes, you we know? love. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of scenes. Yeah, clap, please yeah. clap. Kind of scenes. Um, you know, and there, and there are there are definitely a couple moments like that. Um, but I I do think um, like I do I do like sort of the central, um, sort of this I guess the central battle uh, between you know Tom Hanks who is trying to get this story out who's you know really. Um, you know, you know, reaching really hard to get to his, uh, you know, to the truth and whatever else. Um, and the, you know, the battle of, of, you know, the, the corporate side and the law side and everything else. I I think that sort of that section, which is kind of like the middle ish end of the movie, um, is really interesting. Um, but to me where things start to start to go wrong, um, one, I I think Meryl Streep, I th- I think her as an actor is you know she's fine. I think she can she could play good roles and you know there's cer- certain things she does well. Um, but her character in this, I I think I I had a couple problems with this time. Um, I think she you know her as sort of her arc is from you know very indecisive, not very bold to being very, you know, um, let's make this decision now. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is the time, you know, this is, and she, she, you know, sort of suddenly has a backbone, uh, in the middle of the, of the movie. Um, and, and I kind of like that Mm -hmm. sequence where she has, you know, she says, yeah, let's, let's do it. But I do feel like, um, I feel like one, there's a certain amount of um i don't know i guess like falsity in that in in sort of i i feel like her um her character is shown very early on as being like um timid essentially um and and sort of halfway through there's there's almost just like a rapid change in her character um, at some point. And so I, I don't really, I don't know if the, if the growth of her arc is, is very, is very developed in that way. Like it's, if it almost feels like she, she makes the decision because like, um, the, like 
the plot calls for it, I guess. You know what I mean? Like it feels like, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, it's a historical movie in some way. So it's, you know, they couldn't make her mm-hmm. not make the decision, but I kind of, I, I was wanting a, a, a lot more of um, sort of her, so, like she doesn't seem very principled to me in the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. whereas, you know, Ben Bradley is the principled one and even has sort of an emotional moment of, you know, realizing that even his own principles were, um, were, you know, flawed basically. Um, you know, even her, his own principles, um, at, at some point, um, you know, had, had faltered, um, and and mm-hmm. I think that I think that is a good sort of structure to his character, but I don't really see Meryl Streep's character as being very, um, <laughs> like, principally willed at all. So she, when she makes the decision, it just feels it feels like it comes from from nothing almost. I don't know. I think that um, I think it's true that the Streep character doesn't completely hold up. You know, I think there's something about her that's kind of a little bit of a, it's like a little bit misconceived. It's like as an understanding of what a lady, like Streep to me seems like a a little bit kind of flustered, daffy, like yeah. old lady from Berkeley, you know, yeah, not a, yeah, yeah. a a powerful businesswoman who's born into a rich family. I mean, I just think a person like that, even in that time, would have more confidence and they're trying to make it sort of a thing about her being like, Oh, a woman in a world of men. But I don't, to me, it's like, I think women who are in that kind of environment often are actually like more tough because they're in, I mean, look, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm speaking from, uh, you know, observational evidence only, but, um, he's just, it's, it seems a little bit kind of like a overly obvious thing that she'd be really kind of like awkward and like dropping her, notes or what you know like kind of yeah it's like a little it's a Bumbling little bit hokey around, you yeah. Know, yeah um which i guess but in a way maybe i'm not sure if that like it's like is that just so it makes it feel more powerful when she makes the decision i don't know i was thinking about how actually the movie in some ways you could compare it's a little like darkest hour where like the whole thing revolves around like uh should we do this or not decision you know yeah yeah um but I was thinking also, like, there's a scene with Streep at the end where she talks to her daughter and she kind of is kind of um, gets a little bit emotional. And I was thinking, like, that scene would have so much more power if she was not, if she was, like, really had the sort of steely resolve and kind of had the her guard up the whole rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then that scene where she finally sort of lets it down. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a little obvious to make her... Um, I don't know. It was just funny how, as as I was watching it, it's definitely the part of the movie that's that's the weakest. Like watching her, you know, going to her parties and talking to people is less interesting. And that's an also I think is what's misconceived about the movie is like when you watch all the presidents' men, the focus of the movie is the reporters. It's the yes. people who are doing yes, the work. Exactly. Yeah. And and even Ben Bradley is a supporting character in that. But I think that he's still memorable like you remember jason robards in that movie and he he leaves a real impact but i think it it's more effective when you um i don't know i mean like it's it's more interesting to watch the people who are actually doing the you know investigating going through papers and that part of the movie i agree is the best part um 
And I think, but I, but I thought the balance actually was less off than I remembered. Like it actually kind of goes back and forth a little bit more, um, yeah, excitingly than I than I thought. Well, I kind of have have this feeling or the sense that, um, you know, it might have been sort of, um. You know, sometimes when you when you get into these situations where you know one one person wants to do something um, you know really bold and and the other person is very like playing it safe and conservative and wants to you know um, you know not not uh, ruffle any feathers and you know my best hey my, one of my friends is Robert McNamara like you know let's let's cool it you know like uh-huh. that that tension is really interesting if it if it's played up as as almost like a um a, a, almost like a like a rivalry in some ways um and i think they there's like hints that they want to make it seem like there's a a, a conflict in you know in opinions but um, but really, it seems like there's no conflict between them at all, and 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 all of the conflict comes from, um, you know, comes from uh from Nixon and and sort of the the looming threat of of Nixon, which which again is is fine in some ways, um, but it doesn't feel that realized when you're sort of in the moment watching these sort of back and forth conversations between Bradley and, and Meryl Streep's character. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a sense that um, you want them to be fighting like a little bit more um, almost, you know, and you want sort of Mm. the fighting of the corporate side of things to be like, uh, no, like there's no way to do this, you know? And it feels like there's a little, a little bit too much cooperation, I guess, uh, if that if that makes sense. But, um, I, but I think it works because I think by the end of the movie, you get you get uh, Bradley Whitford in there, and you have Jesse Plemons as like yeah, the legal yeah. aid. Who Jesse Plemons is great, by the way. Yeah. Um, and um, and then you have um, the kind of more even keel Tracy Letts, who's like her kind of you know um, friend, and um, I I just think that whole that whole part where she's making the decision, she's on the phone and there's like eight people on the line. I think it really kind of works and it's really compelling. Again, it's like, yeah, it's, it's definitely like a little bit corny and I'm sure like whatever really happened was less dramatic, but it's like, ah, it's a movie. I was, I was enjoying it and I was enjoying the way he was shooting it and the way, and the super like, like, super dramatic close-up where he, she, he like pushes in on Meryl and she's like, ah, oh, and she's got like tears in her eyes and it's, it's just, it's, I mean, there's a part in the movie where I, I watched some of it again with my dad, and he was like, my dad's saying of Spielberg, he's like, such a ham, you know? But he said it in like an affectionate way, like not as a diss, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of felt like that's what I was enjoying about it, was just like, oh, look at him go, you know? Um, I just think, I don't know. I mean, I think, I'm trying to think how it would have been better if you... I don't know the, the the stuff the stuff with their kind of like conflicts of interest because they're friends with the presidents and whatever. Um, I don't know those those scenes are actually okay and they kind of in some ways maybe betray like like I don't know like I sometimes think Spielberg is like a little bit more complex and like less like naive about this stuff than the movies sort of seem because when you're watching that shot of Meryl going down the steps which I mean, we'll talk about a little more <laughs> you're like wow this guy is like such a like pie in the sky like liberal like embarrassing thing but like um but like I think in some ways you know he 
and again, it's sometimes I don't even know if it's like Spike or Clint, you know, like sometimes their movies are maybe even more complex than they realize they are, you know, right, I remember right, Spike right. made that documentary I told you about where it was about like how great these people are, but then it was <laughs> like, I was watching, I was going like, well, he's showing enough of who they are that like, I can have a different feeling about them, you know, um, and in a way, you're like, okay, well, it's about how great you know journalism is, and how this woman is like has a steely resolve, and she's doing the right thing. But it's also about how like how oh, like democracy basically hinges on you know the the mood swings of just one wealthy publisher on any given moment, you know, and just like oh, how she feels about her friendship with this guy, you know. And there's a sense yeah, of the, the kind of corruption that that is you know lurking beneath the surface. Um, which again, you mm-hmm. know, talk about bearing the lead. I mean, that that kind of <laughs> that kind of is um, a little bit of what the movie t- talks about too. Is sort of, um, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is everybody's kind of too, a little too friendly um, and a little bit too, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the same circles. Which is which is obviously true, but um, but which I feel I think, like I think that is intentional. Yeah, yeah, um, but I uh, but I feel like. You know, the movie concludes with, well, you know, um, it's okay. You know, that was the past and now we're going to move on to a, to a nice yeah, it, future, you know, and it's like, yeah, but it ends with Watergate. I mean, again, yeah, so true. it's like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's acknowledging it's, it's not, this is not a happy. And by the way, the, the whole Watergate, the, the way he ends it exactly like Rogue One, except it's for all the presence men is, <laughs> is so funny. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. Director, that's super. And then the, like the really, really dramatic John Williams music that I would literally, I was like laughing and I like jumped out of my seat. I was like jumping up and down because I just was, thought it was so hilarious. Um, just the whole, I don't know. It, again, just so cornball. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's something, you know, British Spy is also, you, you know, you can watch it in uh, as like, oh yeah, you know, this is uh, you know about you know the Americans, the good people do the right thing. But it's also about like how yeah, there's this one guy who's really virtuous, but if it wasn't for him, they would just be like, yeah, we don't care about the Constitution, like we don't care about any of this, like we don't believe in this at all. Um, so I, I sometimes think there's certainly, and certainly if you watch Munich, you know, there, he he has a there's a more complex point of view. I mean, that that movie very overtly so. Um, but I don't know. I'm almost like to me the the, the political um, like uh, posturing of the movie is like sort of almost a thing of the past because it so much was about it was about Trump and it was about today. That's like I I just like eh, I didn't even think about it. I was just like wow, look at look at that shot where he's going across the street and he's running with the guy and, and you know this there's that scene where Odenkirk is talking to Plemons when he realizes his source is the same yeah, as the Times. Yeah, yeah. I was like. That is, I mean, like, there is no one as good at blocking <laughs> two actors just talking in a scene than Steven Spielberg. I mean, like, come on. And, um, oh, and then I'm just getting, like, fired up watching all the printing press stuff, you know, where he keeps cutting back and forth. And it's like that, again, the super dramatic, kind of like Minority Report uh, vibe, John Williams. Um, I don't know. Anything with, like, process and that sort of thing. I mean, that's why I'm so pumped about his new movie, because I'm just imagining all the shots of, like, you know, 8 millimeter film and all that stuff being put together. Um, it's going to be... Um, I don't know. I, I just love the, I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think, no. you know, there's no denying that um, the, the craftsmanship of 
um like you were saying you know like the even even sort of the, just the energy of most of the scenes i think i think there you can't you can't deny that there are a handful of scenes that are extremely boring or um or just like you know when it wouldn't compared to to the rest of you know so sort of the interesting bits of the movie there are a couple scenes where you're like oh my well, gosh you know <laughs> it's so dry um i mean I guess so. I, I less than I thought. You know, I, I'm looking at my old review. I remembered, I, I and this is exactly as I remembered it. I I thought I was like, oh, this is really great. Like all the stuff in Vietnam, and the guy, all the stuff where he's copying the papers is like so well done, and mm-hmm. it's again really sort of dramatic. And then when you get to Streep and Hanks, he shoots it in this like it's like the way Woody Allen shoots a movie, just like this kind of one shot, kind of moving back and yeah, forth, and they're yeah, just yeah. talking forever, and it's and it's boring. like a lot of jargon. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, like that wasn't. I was like, well, when it came this time, I was like, yeah, it was fine, like whatever, you know, we're moving on. And then they're in the they're in you know when they get to the newsroom, it's it's more exciting, and you got David Cross, and you got all the Pat Healy, all these people, Carrie Coon. Um, but but there there are some there's some moments and I think I think maybe the writing might might be the issue in this movie um, because I think I think if you if you went definitely. through with with sort of a fine tooth comb um, and took out a lot of sort of the um, you know, sort of just the scenes of people um, sort of like in a boardroom meeting you know and stuff like that like there's some moments Mm -hmm. that obviously like the the first one where she's kind of going back and forth between her shares and like you know there's you know trouble and she's she's stumbling or whatever uh, you know it's character building and stuff like that but um you know then they go through like a debriefing of like okay now what are you gonna do after you know your your shares are not as high as you wanted you know and it's like it's like it was there's some things that we could just like we could just cut you know like there's no well it's also it's also it's it's also just the imbalance too because if the movie was entirely yeah. focused on her but when you have this other thing that's super like life or death like super excited well, not life or death but like very very important you know with stuff with odenkirk and with uh, ellsberg it's like okay the business side of her <laughs> yeah, company. yeah yeah and the, like I, uh, I don't know but but it i mean it is an important portion of the movie in terms of um how um how you see her you know and t- sort of how she makes her decisions and so i don't i don't think mm-hmm. it's like I don't think that's unimportant. And obviously that was a big stressor for the, you know, the conflict of the movie. Um, and so it's mm. important to set that up, obviously. But I th- I do really think um, there's a version of this. Maybe, maybe, I mean, the corporate people might even have to be like even scarier and more duplicitous or something. I don't know what it is, but there's something, there's a, there's a mode of this movie where, um, the there i i feel like i just want more conflict in the movie you know what i mean i don't know i don't know why like the conflict feels so removed in some ways um from from sort of the inner from the interpersonal drama element like nobody nobody seems like they're going through the most sort of like serious decision of their life, you know, in the scenes when they're interacting with each other, but in the, in the moments of, you know, Bob Odenkirk walking down the street and, you know, he's checking his, his doors and he's buckling his, uh, you know, his, his boxes in the airplane and stuff, you know, like there's, there's really the good stuff in, in that. Um, 
but you know sort of i don't know i just feel like a lot of the the sequences of them sort of discussing um you know like her and her conversation with mcnamara you're like okay you know it's like i don't know it just feels like it feels like there needs to be more i want it i want it spicier you know i want a spicier version uh if that makes sense i I think that stuff is okay i mean to me it's like it's not i don't think it's that much less compelling than the i mean i I guess like you don't really like british spies as much as i do so maybe that's that's part of it but Oh, I would also say like this, you know, the stuff in Darkest Hour isn't isn't so different. I mean, I just think Darkest Hour doesn't have like the flaws of the emphasis of the like the movie. Have you seen his movie Lincoln, by the way? No. Like, I think Lincoln is a, a bit of a better version of this because that movie, I think he gets the balance a little better in terms of it being about his leadership. But then it's also about like all these people like putting the getting the vote in Congress for the mm-hmm. uh, 13th Amendment. And there's actually a period of that movie where you actually like Lincoln kind of like steps back from the movie and you kind of are just following the the congressional stuff, um, which feels more right. And this movie kind of does more of a back and forth thing. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's so it's again, I don't think it's so terrible. I just the only terrible things in the movie, I think, are the her walking down the court. Let's just talk about that. There's a whole scene at the court at Supreme Court at the end of the movie, which that's another. I will say that's kind of a flaw. The movie, the, the Supreme Court stuff is a little like rushed through. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We could get it in the Supreme Court this week. You know, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're kind of like I mean, just jumping through the history. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it is. That's that's where you're like wish it was a series or something, but the whole well you wouldn't, but um, <laughs> it's 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 no the whole thing. There's kind of a cheesy thing. I I didn't like it more at the time. It's funny how like I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just like more into the Spielberg stuff or more. I'm just like uh, what well, I think it's being divorced from the political stuff also being not like thinking of like oh this is you know his statement about either uh about trump or whatever the whole part where the young woman comes up to her and says oh i hope you win like i remember at the time i wrote about this i was like that's so stupid like oh whatever <laughs> but i remember when she's like saying when i went to this time and she's like my brother's in vietnam and i felt myself i was like oh no i'm not actually gonna mo-. like i was like i was like embarrassed i felt emotion during that moment because <laughs> it's so cheesy but it's like oh, okay but the part that's really horrible is when she's leaving the supreme court yeah she walks down the steps and all the and there's all like the, the the young like 20 women <laughs> 20 women of different races all young women looking at meryl street by Catherine graham it's like a college like, brochure you know it's like-, <laughs> it, like it wouldn't that would be like a over-the-top response if it was the beatles going down there let alone like like some old lady publisher yeah, a who bunch even, of women like would care yeah, about. who even knows who she is you know <laughs> like who, who are these women who worship a newspaper publisher i mean i just it's so stupid and then the thing that's really but this is like only for the real like uh eagle-eyed is I almost like shouldn't say this because this will like <laughs> is like so so embarrassing. I like I should almost it's like I should keep Spielberg's secret that he did this, but I I know he did it. There's a lady who looks like Hillary Clinton. I know it, and they, she even and I, in the I, crowd. I, the reason I'm even more certain about this because in the scene where the the <laughs> lady with the boxes talks to Meryl. That that the Hillary Clinton look alike. If you look at what young Hillary Clinton looks looks like, the lady in front of Streep when she's waiting in line. 
that's her. And then you see her. She's at the end of the line of ladies. And I'm like, oh, that's so Spielberg. That's so embarrassing. Like, that's so stupid. Um, that, that to me is like, he, that's like his George Lucas moment. Like, that's where Spielberg. And honestly, I think to his, you could say almost to his credit, it's it is pretty impressive that given he Spielberg is probably the most powerful person like in Hollywood like and of anyone that I mean he's not gonna have people who are questioning him people are not gonna be like oh Steven should you really be doing that but he still ends up making for the most part like really good choices through through his even his yeah. later career um, but that is one of those things where it feels like the Jar Jar Binks of like where someone should have been like Steve. I don't know about this whole like walking down this. Maybe like two women. Like we just do two women. Well, like, well okay. Let's let's juxtapose it with a movie that does the sort of um, fish out of water, woman in a room of men um, situation much better, which is Silence of the Lambs. I think does it so perfectly. It's like mm. it's it's an incredible mm. um, way to sort of sh- and and. It, it doesn't really overstep its bounds in any way. Um, and it feels like, like it, like it doesn't even feel like it's calling attention to it. You know, it's, it's almost like, um, so it's, I mean, it's not hidden necessarily, but it really doesn't call attention to, to itself. But you know, when she walks, she walks in the elevator, you know, and she, she's in, you know, it's just her and, and a bunch of guys who are like, you know, way taller than her and stuff. You know, it's like, it's like, there's, there's just a couple, a couple of moments where, He's, you know, there. It's trying to 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 you know, to portray this feeling of being sort of an outsider in in some ways. And this mm-hmm. movie, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, she's she's an outsider. Um, we, you know, they don't like her because because she's a woman. You know, the businesses will never, the businessmen will never invest in your business because you're a woman. You know, and it's like, it's like, okay. Do they mean, say that though? Because yeah, I like, um, he. There is a line where where um, he uh, the white haired was Whitford you know, say something. Yeah, yeah. He he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the dad from Get Out. Yeah, he's like um. <laughs> I think he's like, uh, like you know, I'm just, I'm sorry, but, uh, but the truth is, they'll never trust a woman, you know, <laughs> uh, a woman in charge. Yeah, 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 I guess it's in the trailer, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's a little. Cringe. There's not as much as that as as I thought, though. There's not as much as that, of that, though. It's he does it more like visually. I, to to his credit, yeah. it's more on the nose, and it's more. I think the flaw more is it seems silly that an old lady who's like been in this business at least i mean she's been in like um you know i mean she's like in a powerful family she it, it makes more sense when it's young jodie foster right that's what I'm right, right. Say. that works a little that sort of thing works more and in a way i almost feel like the the uh, characterization of streep's uh, of, of k graham I almost wonder if it's a little bit stemming from the writer being like a young woman. Like she's this young woman. She's breaking into Hollywood mm-hmm. and it almost feels like the character right, is like a right. version of that. And it makes sense if it's a young screenwriter breaking into you know, Hollywood, which is still you know, pretty male dominated. But um, a, a woman who's like a businesswoman, I just, I just think it's a little bit over the top how kind of like, uh, like nervous or flustered she'd be, because also yeah. it's like she would maybe she would be under over, under the surface, but 
Like, I don't think he would show that sort of thing. Like, I just think it's a little bit. I don't know. But I, again, I didn't think there was a big deal this time around. Like, th- th- those things didn't bother me that much. And um, I was just fine watching all these, you know, <laughs> every every white, uh, boxy male character actor in Hollywood just, uh, you know, doing great acting. And um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just found it sort of amusing and not, not so bothersome. The other scene that I will say that that is not good is um there's a scene where hanks talks to his wife and his wife oh, talks man. about yeah <laughs> how yeah that one's not you know because he because because she's saying like oh she's really brave and he's kind of does like the <laughs> the like all lives matter thing like he's like what well about me? we're all we're all pretty brave, brave you know and he's like he's like and she's like well you know she has her company and her like reputation and he's he, he's like you'll just get another job i'm like that's that's so like insane yeah, that, that idea. That, well, that like, would never. This woman. Yeah, that's that's a very strange conversation for your wife to have with you, but also like you know she, she yeah this is like the first words that she says in the in the movie you know and like and also other than does anyone want a sandwich yeah yeah exactly and also um you know uh uh Meryl Streep's character is is like I I don't know I find it kind of preposterous that um she's like she she's what for one she is in charge in the movie you know and she she is Mm. like supposed to be portrayed as being like very powerful and sort of in these you know elite circles in in a way but she but then at the same time she's she's like oh this helpless doe you know it just it it feels i don't know it feels like a little bit insane to me i i it's like it's well like, there's just like a there's like a little bit of the like we're making the the real victim here is like the incredibly wealthy woman yeah. who's like <laughs> who's you know has oh she has the most to lose it's like if, if her company went under house. she would re- she would retire in like great wealth oh i guess i'm not the you know yeah i i destroyed my father's company that's kind of sad but uh, i'm just gonna have to cry in my mansion for the rest of my yeah, life with, with Whereas, like, all these reporters McNamara, you know and <laughs> like, all these reporters are gonna like they don't have anything like they're yeah, just exactly. like working class people yeah um so th- that's 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 really the only scene where that aspect of the movie gets like a little bit ridiculous um where yeah, word. and and just also just the fact that Hanks's wife would say that to him in the midst of all that, like, like also like in that time, like wouldn't he just like slap her and be like, like what the fuck? Are you talking? Oh, sorry, I'm not the first. Just imagine Ben Bradley being like, like doing the like a uh, uh, Dolomite, you know? Like I don't know. I just no, it's true. I mean, like, well, for one. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's just, there's just something about the, uh, <laughs> I, it's kind of galling, you know, when you 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 see her in her her giant mansion and then she's like, she's supposed to be the, uh, you know, she's this uh, the underdog, I guess, in this situation. I don't know. Th- that's why, like, her being more. I think I think if she's more on the side of the of the corporate sort of business situation before. Um, before she jumps into, you know, helping, like, like, imagine this, imagine she, she is like staunchly the, like a corporatist. She has this, like, um, you know, this, 
you know, business first model, uh, you know, as she goes in and it's like, uh, you know, and then, and then throughout the course of the movie, Brent, Ben Bradley is like kind of chipping her down and being like, like, no, you know, no, these are some, these are the things that we, these are like, it's important, you know, this is important. And then she, you know, she, she sort of has this realization, um, you know, and you could even throw in the uh, the element of her being, uh, you know, uh, trying. It's almost like she's trying to be in with the with the men of the you know the suits and stuff. You know what I mean? Like you could even make it like that. Mm-hmm. But she she just feels so she's non-committal, and then she, sort of on a whim, it feels like she she commits to being principled, where it feels like a better. Or a stronger arc for her to be um, sort of in the in the group that doesn't want to rock the boat, that doesn't want to be you know put her company's uh, her company in jeopardy. You know, she maybe she's even kind of selfish about her her own prospects, um, and that way she feels more like a. Um, it's almost it would be almost like a um, a story, uh, like a redemption arc in some ways, you know, but, but with her character, it's like, she never is let to feel, um, like she's, she's making any wrong decisions or is, you know, bad or anything. She's just like, oh, you know, a hapless, a hapless lady who, you know, does or just her flaws being indecisive or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which, which like, I feel like it would be much stronger eh, of a character design. It's fine. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't, I don't like, I don't like her character at all. Um, she, she's, she's annoying. Um. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You're sure you're not talking about our, the lady who was almost our president, Cameron. Um, God. I mean, I think. She was? No, I know. I'm talking about Hillary Clinton. Oh. Everyone used to be like, oh, she's annoying. Her voice is annoying. Oh, no, no, no. no. Um, no. But. No, I just, I just, I don't know. It just, it was a, cer- a certain point I was like, I don't care this character doesn't make any sense. I just like watching Meryl <laughs> Streep. Like, literally, I was like, it's that moment where she's like, she's like, yes, you're right, Arthur. The the company is important. You know, we have to think of our shareholders. And he's like, that's right, Kay. And then she's like, kind of like looks away like this. And she's like, ah, however, you know, <laughs> and, and she stands up and walks to the foreground. And I was just like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. And she does the whole thing where she, yeah, she turns around. I'm talking to Mr. Bradley now. I love how she says, she like makes her decision. She, my decision stands and uh, I'm going to bed. She says it in this like <laughs> yeah. very, very like casual way. Um, I don't know. I just think it's fun. Um, I love the whole sequence. We should talk about the whole thing at, um, at Bradley's house when he has all the reporters there yeah. and they're combing through the documents. I just think that is so well put together and the way the way he's um, sort of stages it a little bit from the point of view of his wife. Like she's counting up everyone um, for sandwiches and then the daughter's coming in trying to sell everyone. Let me, yeah, I yeah. mean, he's just so good at that sort of thing where he's has like a bunch of different things going on and people, there's a lot of like people talking over each other in this movie. <laughs> and um, I, another part I really like is when the, the, um, you know, the, the woman, there's a girl brings the documents to that guy um, in the newsroom. Um, the guy with the beard, kind of chunky guy. Remember, there's a hippie girl brings a oh, box, yes, yes, box yes, full yes, of documents. Yes, yes. Who I, I, that girl is actually Spielberg's daughter, mm. and uh, a little little uh, cameo. And 
I love how he walks and he tries to go straight to Bradley and he just tells him to like leave immediately. <laughs> and so he has to like, I think he does it in one sort of one take. He has to go around to the other yeah. guy and sort of get in that way. And it's sort of like, uh, it's kind of a nice like portrayal of the chain of command. Um, trying to think other parts I liked. And then, yeah, just the whole, the whole construction of the, the, the cross cutting between Streep making her decision, them, everyone arguing at Bradley's house, you know, there's a whole, I think there's one part where he's like walking, he's looking for Let's and then he walks out and all the reporters and the lawyers are like, as a group are like, <laughs> they're like, as like cascading out of a room. Um, and then, then the printing press is happening at the same time. I don't know. I just think that's great film. I mean, look, it's, it's still by far the worst of the nominated <laughs> films that year, you know, like yeah. it's not, I'm not saying this is genius. I'm just saying that like, I enjoyed myself. I enjoy, um, I enjoy his ability to sort of spice these things up. Um, and on, you know, these sort of what could be a very boring movie. I mean, I would have loved to see what his version of Spotlight would be. I know, like yeah. the intensity that's what that I was would say. have. And, Spot. I mean, it's no know. Spotlight. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Because <laughs> Spotlight is a. I mean, like that's a way better script, and yeah. it's a much better. The folk that's that's another perfect example of a of a well focused journalism movie where like the editor he kind of comes in at the end like he has kind of a few really good moments but for the most part it's about you know Michael Keaton and all the his team you know um, but in terms of filmmaking I mean it's so much less accomplished <laughs> um, trying to look through my notes of anything else that I. I had. Oh, I love where he he does a little shout out to Redford with the Butch Cassidy poster. I'm not sure yeah, if you yeah, noticed yeah. that. This is like oh, pretty obvious, you know, pulling back. Couple years late. Um, but, you know, whatever. What do you What do you mean? Butch Cassidy didn't it come out in like '63 or '64 or something? <laughs> oh, wait. When, well, when was that supposed to be? When he was copying them? Um. No, no, it came out in '69. Oh, okay. Okay, then it could have. Yeah, then it could have been. I think that's fine. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, great moment. Maybe the best moment <laughs> of the movie. The, the he says he says this is Bradley. Run it. He presses the button. All the newspapers come out of the machine. The whole machine fires up, and then you see the light shaking, and then it cuts to um, Odenkirk at his desk, and his desk is shaking. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera pushes in. It that is like the perfect encapsulation of how i feel about that movie because it is such it is the most like ham-fisted corny <laughs> thing in the world like as oh the the power of the press literally is earth-shaking you know and then and then you know, so own kirk with less this kind of like smile on his face <laughs> but also like i like teared up when it happened like i was like this is like this movie rule <laughs> and th- that was actually that was the moment where my dad said he was like such a ham <laughs> and then and then he looked at me like teared up I mean, I don't know. I just think, yeah, I, I think that's just a great moment. Um, well, yeah, I think Spielberg has an ability to um, to make even the most uh, sort of corny and sentimental things um, feel, um, you know, at least with life, you know, um, except for her walking down the steps. That was that was very, uh, there was very zombie-ish. You know? Yeah, that's like the the... the <laughs> That that's the reverse attempt where you're supposed to be. 
I remember also that didn't even, I don't feel like that really played in the Grand Lake. Like there were parts of the movie where people were like, yeah, the freedom of the press. But that moment was sort of people, I felt like everyone was going, wait, what, what are we looking at here? <laughs> um, in fact, I'm looking at my, my old review of the movie. I, I think I said something like, like even Frank Capra wouldn't let, let that on his <laughs> set. <or something. laughs> um, yeah, that's, we, we can agree that that, that does not work. You know what I also like is, 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 and it's super, so corny is, is Carrie Coon reading the verdict, you know, like she's on the uh-huh. phone. She's like, we, the people and the camera like pushes. <laughs> and, but it's another thing where you're like, yeah, that's right. The, the, the press, the free press is important. And, uh, but it's so, I don't know. Uh, but I, that was a part I remember in the theater. That was an eye roll. Cause I think people did clap during that. But here I am at my house being like, you know, <laughs> getting emotional for this stupid stuff. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else about well, this? Well, I just talk about? i I want to say for the record, um, uh, this movie has like insanely good reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes and like from critics, basically. You know, um, uh-huh. not that that uh, means anything necessarily, but if I yeah, I could tell you all the movies. That... If I was to make a movie that if I like AI generated a movie that was like made for for you know critics to to be like you know guzzling it i just this would this would probably look a lot like it you know <laughs> this is oh, like... media people of yeah, course yeah, i mean yeah. of course it's like as a movie about like oh the importance it's of, just because you know, yeah it's just funny it's uh, every little... journalism movie yeah yeah film critics are like oh it's about us you know <laughs> when it's like they're like the film critics is like the least important thing ever but <laughs> um i don't know i i Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, there's so many movies that have 90. That could just be 90 percent of people going like me, like eh, it's pretty good, you know. Not, you know, Inception has like a. Is that like 80 percent Rotten Tomatoes? I feel like it has an insanely low. I don't know because they're just like a, you know like 20 percent of people watch that movie and they don't understand it. Um, so, Rotten Tomatoes is is a corrupt organization, uh, just like the Washington Post, you know. I, th- I think more even more correct than that. Um, uh, I don't know. Have I said my piece about this? I, I don't know if yeah I you liked else. it. I don't. I'm surprised. I I didn't really like it that much. Again, but you know, uh, you do you. It's all good. It would have been more fun if I was like had the the sort of mixed feeling about it, but. And it's funny, it's like those, all the things I felt about it still remain, but um, it's just like they, I, they just annoy me so much less. They, like, it's, it's, they're, they're there, but, and the problems with Streep and her character are there, but it's just, uh, I don't know, it's like if I enjoy a movie, it's sort of like when you watch a comedy, you know, like, even if it's so repugnant and stupid and lowbrow, if it makes you laugh, you know, you have to admit it's a good movie because yeah. it did what it's supposed yeah. to do. And this movie, I was compelled and I was entertained. And um, I think that's, it's a, for Spielberg, it's a lo- that's a low level achievement because, I mean, I think as characterization, I mean, even Spotlight, I think as characterization is much deeper. Like this movie, you don't really get a sense of like, oh, wow, I got a really deep understanding of who Ben Bradley is or who, right. even who Kate Graham is that much. Um, when you watch the bridge of spies there's a real profound like like character study of these two men you know 
and um, it has so much more impact. And certainly Lincoln does. And um, yeah, but that that I think I mean most of Spielberg's I think that's movies. sort of the weakness of the writing. Like I said, like I think, and and I that's mm-hmm. that is where most of the flaws of the movie come through is um, the character, yeah. at least for me. Like um, I don't know, all of my criticisms are basically character um, driven, and you know, for the most part it could be cleaned up i guess there there could be there could be improvements made um so yeah I, yeah i don't think it's a lost a lost cause movie it's not like you know the worst thing ever but um it is it, it's pretty uh it's it's pretty subpar uh, I, especially for uh for for spielberg for sure <laughs> i'll i'll take it i'll take it i'm 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 happy for him i'm happy um I mean, t- to me, there's something sort of nice when you watch a movie and you don't like it and then you go back to it years later and you do. It's sort of because um, the opposite is really like a yeah, horrible that's feeling. A ba- that's but bad, this yeah. is like it's, it's like a wonderful like it sort of brightened my day yesterday because <laughs> I was just like, hey, I like the post now. Like, oh, my God, you know, anything's possible because <laughs> I mean, I was such a such a hater of this movie. I've definitely even in Mick's class like Mick. I think Mick even showed the clip of the Supreme Court steps. And uh, what was the context? Why was he showing that? I don't Look at remember, how but, terrible but like, this is. <laughs> no, he was showing it. You know, he and the a lot of people in the class liked it. And I was like, Mick, I, I think I think that's the worst scene Spielberg's ever filmed. <laughs> he was like, what? And and there's and even my my friend Mary in the class was like, I really like this movie. What's wrong with you? Like, I, this is great. And I was like, Nah, Mary, this movie this movie stinks. <laughs> and, you know, it's like. Oh, I need to maybe I need to uh, email Mary or an apology because uh, I was wrong. I, and it's it's not as big a contrast as Lewin Davis. Lewin yeah, Davis, yeah, I think yeah. I've never had something where I've gone from eh, like didn't really like it to like I'd say it now is like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> That's um, crazy. Or like I think it's a it's one of the best films ever made, at least um, certainly in the last twenty years. Absolutely, inside Lewin Davis. Are you kidding I, that's me? That's like an insane Ooh, take to me. I just, I don't understand. Maybe it's maybe Lewin Davis. We need to do with do with Isaac and have him be, be the. the he's probably gonna side yeah, with you yeah, though. Yeah, he'll probably I mean, side with you because he'll just be like, "What? What the hell is that?" Was um, <laughs> this boring but, movie about a guy who goes in circles? About a horrible ter- asshole. Terrible person. Yeah, yeah. It's it rules. But no, this is more just like a didn't like it to liked it it was fine i enjoyed it you know it's on the level of like i put it on like level like temple of doom or something i know that's you're gonna <laughs> you're not gonna like that because i know you like that a lot but like to me temple of doom is a movie where it's like that movie has like serious problems like there's like serious like horrible stuff in that movie um but and i hate to say it but like mainly spielberg's wife uh, <laughs> like willie is the lady is super annoying yeah, in it that's true. i don't even mind that like i can live with racism and whatnot but uh <laughs> yeah annoying screaming lady i was like oh god um but it's not even that racist i don't know is Maybe it, it is. I, don't, I have no idea is that was that a criticism a lot of people would say it is um but on the other hand temple of doom the kind of rules right, you know? right like once right, you get yeah. into the like the whole uh, second half of that movie i mean you're you're really that's cooking. true I that mean, that movie on. is of the indiana jones uh quad probably is the most dichotomous mm-hmm. like it has 
mm-hmm. the first half is not is not very good. Um, it's almost mm-hmm. a, like a little bit like you were saying, like kind of obnoxious. Um, but the second mm-hmm. half of that movie is like just just insanely good. It's so fun. Um, it's. I mean, it's. I. I would argue the finale is actually better than the last. Like the last fifteen minutes of that are definitely better than the last fifteen minutes of uh, Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah, and, and it is. I don't feel the same kind of um, like strength of dislike to the Crystal Skull stuff because that movie to me is just like I think it's like pretty solid, pretty entertaining, and it kind of gets a little bit like slightly. It falls off as it goes along. It gets like too much CGI and too much kind of like hokey stuff. Um, but it's not, there's, there's nothing Crystal Skull that like is like horrible to me, but there, there is stuff in Temple Doom where I was like, oh, like what am I looking at here? <laughs> um, though of course, uh, Short Round is great. I like Short Round also. Yeah. He's, shout out to, uh, what's his name? Ki Hui Kwan. He, he was, he was so great in the everything everywhere yeah. and, and he's great in that one yeah. too. Um, and of course, Last Crusade, that's just perfect, perfect movie. Yeah. Last Crusade is, is a perfect I mean, movie. we saw it, uh, cl- we saw it in theaters. Movie. Um, yeah, we sat at the Cerrito about yeah, a year ago. That was, that awesome. was that's a, such a blast. Um, well, is that is that it? Are, are we gonna do so next week? We're gonna do. <laughs> I decided Cameron is gonna watch the post and then Ready Player One, which I believe you haven't <laughs> no, seen, <I> right? <laughs> like, what is Spielberg up to before he made the wonder that is West Side Story? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean. I'm not excited for that movie because I've heard really, really bad things and really, really... Well, you're the only person who seems to like it, so I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, I, I'm sort of at the place where I am at the post now. Yeah. I was about Ready Player One back when I saw it, which is that, like, I don't know. Again, it's like there's stuff I should hate in that movie, but I found it oddly enjoyable. Um, but again, I think it's a real, like... Um, mixed bag of stuff and i think there's probably more annoying stuff in it than in the post uh, i don't know <laughs> i mean it's definitely very there's more like cringe stuff in it for right, sure right. um i can imagine but i but it's it's a it's the same sort of thing where i was like i think it's more interesting to to parse that out than to to talk i mean like yeah, I mean, someday we should do munich do all the great yeah. spielbergs and you know, maybe it, towards uh, when Fablemans comes out, we can do like our Spielberg top ten or something. Yeah, like that would that. be that'd be um, good. He has so many movies, though. It's it would like it's I know kind of impossible. But, <laughs> it's tough, but but he's actually one of the few directors who like you've probably seen a good yeah. chunk of his. Like you, most people have seen a even casual people have seen about fifty percent of his filmography. Um, I don't know um, if it's that high, but definitely. Uh, well, a third yeah oh yeah for sure i mean you think about like the blockbusters that you know that he's made i mean it's it's insane there's so many so many hits over you know the span of 30 40 almost 50 years at this point um because oh, jaws yeah. i mean was there's movies like, right? like writers of the lost ark and yeah 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 75 and then close encounters in the 70s and yeah raiders et all this i mean like raiders and jurassic park like many people consider those like among the greatest films ever made, and I, I those probably don't even make my top ten Spielberg movies. Um, they're just they're just so many. Um, so you know we're not we're not you know we're not Spielberg haters. I, I'm yeah, a fan. We're, we're. No, certainly not. <laughs> I don't understand people who are like Spielberg is sucks. 
No, I don't no, get it. No, there's and there's people I respect who have that opinion, but I don't know. Well, I, I know it's cool because he's the most successful guy ever. Like you want to hate the hate the establishment, but I don't know. I will say, um, we we had a small discussion of Nope on our on our last show, uh, but um, maybe we can get together. Um, uh, soon to do a to do a full nope uh, spoiler review um, as a bonus. Uh, I think that would be really good. Oh yeah, I'd love to do that, especially if I get to. I'll probably see it again in the next few days or so. Yeah. So um, that'd be great. Um, sorry, I keep being distracted. There's like a bunch of ants on oh, my no. table. That never <laughs> happens, but. Uh, yeah, I hope that not making too much noise. No, all right. Um, well, uh, I think that's I think that's all. I'll, I'll see sorry. you next week. <laughs>